0: to podcast this escape the podcast in which we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of the podcast we have just finished episode two of season five we had our guest game masters in lee and amy come and run us through pointless uh which was very fun uh for us it's only been mere moments for you it's been a week uh welcome to the past the future i'm not really sure but thank you guys for coming on and running that game thank you so much
1: Thank, thank you for, you
2: having, for having us. us. Oh. Thanks for giving me the opportunity
3: to us.
1: Why do we always I say can... the same thing at the same time?
2: <laughs> I can breathe out. Now, that's okay. Billy can edit it to make it totally different.
1: <laughs> Change the pace. Um, me sound though, thank though, you, guys.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, it was uh, It was. It's so good. Really I love being able to get a chance. Like I said in the last episode, I haven't done an escape room in so many months. And it really does give you all the emotions. Playing through one of these games, it really does give most of the emotions of playing a real live escape room. And that came with the feeling good, feeling smart, feeling lucky and feeling incredibly stupid as you (laughs) stare at something, just trying to will it to work. And I got the full experience and I'm so happy. It was really well done.
3: Thank you. Uh, As a, as a puzzle player and a puzzle hunt person, I go through these, moments where I was on the phone with Amy today and I'm like, this is going to be easy. They're going to bust through it in like 10 minutes and we're going to look at each other afterwards like we don't know what to do. And then I had Alistair play and Alistair was busting through it also. And I'm like, I (laughs) made this too easy. And then Alistair got stuck for a while on the geography puzzle. Yeah. So I yes. thought that was a nice slowdown moment. Mm. I
0: didn't think it would I slow mean, down
3: that much, but I'm I'm, I'm glad I it slowed it down a little bit. I th- Well yeah, I think part of it is because
0: it. it requires like or like it's built around a little bit of that of that sudden aha moment of like rot and thirteen, right? Being like, Oh, that's like, like a rot thirteen like rotation thirteen kind of Thing. so for us we just didn't have the capacity to make that aha moment like literally yeah, when it was like i, I do and, puzzles i don't you
2: know? know names of yeah. puzzles. so when it's like
0: and the word vend rot 13 which is the solution to the puzzle we're still just like yep that's that's a series of words so like, <laughs> i don't think we had the capacity for the aha moment just because of just like a like a little thing missing there uh in our like kind of
2: knowledge it would, of It would be like the equivalent of if we knew how zeros and ones worked as a puzzle, but for some reason in our lives we had a gap and we didn't know the word binary. Yeah,
0: and you were like, "We have this book on how to understand binary," and we'd be like, "Okay, yeah, that seems fun, but I got to deal with these zeros and ones here, so I don't know why we're talking <laughs> about binary." Like it would, it would be that it'd be the it same felt as like that. that. So, so it did take a while. So, thank you for but kind of I giving re- that to us. In I the really,
2: end, really, yeah, but I really do get it. <laughs> Appreciate that because that is a feeling that you get in real escape rooms where you are staring at something, knowing that you should be able to solve it and not really getting it. And that's just as valuable as the ones that you can solve quickly and feel smug and smart. So I really even enjoyed that. (laughs) My problem was that because you're emphasizing the words like rotten, rotted, like you were clearly trying to make us go, yeah, you know, rot, like rotation. Come on. I was thinking... Okay, there's got to be some sort of dad joke pun in here.
0: <laughs>
2: you would already saw that. would solved be very on brand for me, too. <laughs> I was going, rot. And coins, that's a C, carrot. And then carrot, <laughs> come on, that makes no sense, but there's got to be something to this.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting being on the other oh. side of it, um, like actually running mm-hmm. the game. And I have so much respect for you, Danny, as. <laughs> first of all running this without there being an actual game anywhere except in your head um and so i it's interesting to me to have this whole kind of map in my head of what the room looks like and how you're going to be moving through it and then when Mm -hmm. uh you know when we're planning this out we have this order of how things are going to go from puzzle one all the way to the final and you guys went in no kind of order. Oh, yeah. Like, I I fully anticipated <laughs> that one of the first things that everyone would do would be to check out the computer. And you had solved three puzzles by the time you even opened the laptop, <laughs> um, which is, you know, it's totally fine. Um, thankfully, Lee had gone through <laughs> no, I... and helped me kind of rearrange it so that I could bounce around from thing to thing instead of having a straight mm. narrative. Um, but it's also just kind of seeing where people get hung up and wanting to you know to give those prompts and to give those clues and going no I can't give it away I have to you know I have to let you figure it out this is you (laughs) oh yeah
2: it's really hard to try to do that um I assume Lee, you were really good at giving out appropriate level clues that seemed to work it feels like a stretch, but sometimes when it comes to not just blurting out an answer and wanting to give it away, I feel that when I tutor kids in maths, and so I wondered, because you're a teacher, do you feel that there was any similarity there to not, not being able to just blurt <laughs> out answers and tell them how to do the thing?
3: When when my seventh graders are taking a test and I see that there might be a you know something that they haven't remembered. I might make an announcement like, hey, I remember this. Do you guys remember this? <laughs> it, I, I don't remember what it's called, but it was definitely something because I don't want anyone to fail. I want everyone to have, a, you know, I, I want everyone to do well. So um, hmm. if my student, if it's a class I like or a class that's actually working hard, I might... I. I might throw them a bone by being vague. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm definitely not going to give them the answer, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to point them in a direction that will, you know, help them somewhat, especially if they were paying attention in class. <laughs>
0: That's cool.
2: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I just feel a similarity in that point.
0: Cluing and, and teaching. Yeah, Trying to try get sure. people's mind on the right track without giving them the end destination. Mm-hmm. I suppose it's cool. I like that.
2: I do know, back onto what Amy was saying about our sporadic... frenetic is that the word i want order of exploring things um i always do that in my notes when i'm giving out my explanation i always say okay i think people want to start with this thing which is usually the most Mm. obtrusive or dangerous thing in a room perhaps like if there's a gun in the room which is it's only been the case for you guys, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will assume that they will try to go to that first. It never goes the way you expect it to. Uh,
0: well, it's interesting because I don't even think there's consistency in that because sometimes we will do a room like this where we just go straight to all of the stuff that's like near us first. Right? That's just, like, true. Go to this, go to that, go to this, go to that. Right, and 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 we don't um, we don't kind of go to what the big obvious thing would be. But there's been other ones where we do go straight. Like there'll be like a statue or a or like for example. Um, in the, in Descent of the Cullidants in room nine, I think with that music box, Ah, right. The music box, everybody went to straight away. <laughs> I went to in the playtest. They went to like, everyone was just like, cool. Music box is where we go. No, like, and even that it wasn't like on the map. It wasn't mm. next to us. It wasn't close by. It was it just was cl- weird. It was just, uh, so it's interesting because sometimes things do grab people's attention. Even like, even me, where often I like to play by looking at all this inane stuff first and then go to where I think the big puzzle is. But even during a play test where I want to do that, especially, I still went straight to the music yeah. box. So it's interesting. It's really hard to tell whether people are going to pick up on it and go straight for it or not.
2: That's it. We just met at it. Like, I satisfied my idle curiosity about the camera numbers and then we just turned around and looked at the door because... Well, yeah, we wanted to check that's the what door. I, but that wasn't anything to do with the door. That was because we know that I put <laughs> things on doors.
1: you got to put things on doors. Of course there was going to be something I'd- on the door. <laughs> And now
2: this is already this will have already happened, but I don't even remember if there if there's a door in episode one of this season.
0: uh we haven't recorded it yet, but uh yeah maybe not <laughs>
2: so I've done I, am that a, once before. I am
3: a
0: pen and paper puzzle
3: solver and i'm I'm a puzzle hunt solver, so mm. what I am used to is clues from within the directions, and in mm. three different puzzles today, there were clues in the directions and um for the first puzzle, the uh, trend puzzle, ah, mm-hmm. the word was index. Your index finger, because that's an index. I wonder puzzle. why
0: someone specified index finger during that description. Thought well, that's a bit strange, but we'll move on. Um, yeah, good point. Good point. And for Although, again, the, right? Um, if if you had asked for the us what that type of puzzle, puzzle is called, ah. uh, we would never have said that that's an index puzzle. Like I wouldn't have. Like so to me the word index is not is is not clue me to the
2: puzzle because no, I'm not used yeah. to the terminology. My uh, God. The, uh, we're so behind.
3: <laughs> for the binary puzzle mm. were they killed off when they were on the show. <laughs> ah,
0: so it's off on as a binary thing.
2: Oh wow. And That's very for cool. the
3: uh for the rot the the, the the rotting vending machine was there also.
2: Yeah. Man. Mm yeah very good clues for people who know know yeah this is one of those moments like i do things like when people say oh look at all these escape rooms you've written look at all the escape room stuff you must know and in real life everybody has done more escape rooms than me except for the people at infinite escape (laughs) (laughs) they did
0: their first one recently
2: (laughs) oh really that's so sweet yeah um (laughs) but yeah all in all haven't done as many as other people people are clearly much more well-versed in this stuff than I am. And this was just one of those things. I write lots and lots of puzzles. Doesn't mean I know things about puzzles. I'm like one of those musicians who can't read music. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's kind
0: of like it would be the same as if someone comes on with it. We have a few guest rooms this season. If someone comes on and they're just like, you know, I really wanted to make a, like a Gen 2 kind of room, but I had some Gen 3 elements. And I'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. True. Because escape room people love to talk about this. Or well, they did for a while. I feel like they've gotten over it a bit at the moment. <laughs> but for a while, everyone was like, oh, it's really a Gen 1 room, but it's got Gen 2. It's disguised as a Gen 2, but it's Gen 1 and Gen 3 and Gen 5. And oh rah, rah, rah. I've invented <laughs> a new Gen. It's Gen 6. All the puzzles are orange. <laughs> right? Like... I have no idea what the, what those I'm distinctions into that, were, Gen. right? Like they were just such like Gen 1 was when we locked everything, Gen 2 is when we used electronics. So, like it's just about this stuff that was completely we I, I never got the definitions. But mm. like, you know, same sort of thing, right? But, People so when there's they're talking about the terminology and things
2: that we don't really know that well. We've got to get our own jargon.
0: Let's get some <laughs> escape this podcast jargon.
2: Can I give a quick shout out to to,
3: to someone? Um oh. my former student no. Cody Sanfilippo. Uh, became uh, when, when when I was teaching I was actually I, before I was an English teacher I was a technology teacher and um, I taught him basically a bunch of tech stuff he became a graphic designer so um, the smudged uh, note and the applause yeah. signs were actually created by him and I created oh, the nice. animated graphic file that went along with it
2: well Wonderful. done thank you very much Cody yeah yeah, that was wonderful. In fact, if we're going to talk about puzzles that we liked... Um...
0: Well, then we'll have to talk about a different room. Oh, yeah, know, <laughs> I hate it these, but no, they, they were very good.
2: Legitimately. I mean, obviously there was more than one. I loved the Xerox machine help. That
0: was great. That was great. And I loved it as I was doing it horizontally and you're doing it vertically, you had it, and I was like, I'm missing something here. Well
2: that was really interesting because you said, Amy, you said like um dots and lines, so I went, Oh, okay, cool. This is gonna be a Morse code thing. But then the instant you said there were two like spots on the like one on the left, one on the right, I just went, Oh, uh, I've got to change how I was planning on drawing this. Yeah. Um, maybe this will work. Mm. And then it just did. And then as soon as we got through the H, I just went, oh, my God, this is that Xerox game. <laughs> I love it. It made me so happy. But, yeah, that. Um,
0: that's a cool, it's a very good puzzle.
2: But that applause sign as well, Like that's one of those ones where not only, again, I can't tell you how exciting it was to see, like, your brain not actually following what your hand is writing, as I went, just copying the letters that it was doing without realising it was spelling something. It's very nice. That was fascinating. But also that's one of those ones where you go, ooh, what came first when designing that puzzle? Because obviously it's a TV studio. An applause sign makes sense. But then coming up with the idea of something plus something and having all of the words fit into the word applause is not easy. So how did that get created? I was on the phone. I, I, I'm pretty sure I was, on,
3: I was on the phone with Amy at that point. And I'm like, do we have an applause sign? And then I just write out the word applause. I'm like, I could do a math problem with this because I have the word plus. I'm like, what two foods can I? Can I? And every time I try to spell out a food, there was a letter missing. But I mm. wound up doing apple and I wound up doing peas. I'm like, OK, we have something here.
2: Because I love that. That's like that,
3: that, that, that came to be. <sighs>
2: That's like second Harry Potter book, the Tom Marvola riddle I am Lord <laughs> Voldemort thing, where you just go, What came first
1: Do you when know this what was I being created? That is um, apparently and I've Lee, I know I've told you this before apparently when they translate harry potter into other languages oh my god they have to i've change read the page name. of these and so some of them are amazing the <laughs> only one i remember because i love it is the french one has to become Je suis voldemort and so his name in in the french translation of the book is tom elvis jedusor that's right (laughs) i love it it's beautiful but they do it in all the languages so that the anagram can translate Mm -hmm. um so it's so good that and that's very much like i feel like she came up with the name voldemort and then was like oh it can be an anagram what can i do this for let me go Mm -hmm. to the anagram generator hmm this looks like a name um and then in order to make that happen, it changes across languages. But I, <laughs> that's that one. It feels like she started with the name and then kind of, yeah. right, I like just and presumably I guess. kept
0: adding more. She was like Voldemort. No, that doesn't look like anything good. Lord Voldemort. No, I am Lord Voldemort. Ooh, need mo- an needs a. more vowels. <laughs> need more vowels. <laughs> I'm Lord Voldemort. No, I need that a. Um,
2: But yeah, I I really like puzzles like that. So there are ones like the Xerox one where it's just a cool, clever puzzle that really relies on that uh aha moment. And you have the ones like the Applause Apple Plus P's where it makes you impressed with the puzzle design process because you just go, cool. Their brain was in such a good place when they came up with that. (laughs) It was just a click of... Oh, my God, they must be so happy that that works. It was complete
3: serendipity. I mean, I I had decided that I was going to try to spell something out of the word applause. And then I found the word plus first. Mm. So that that definitely made it a a maths puzzle, which, you know, keeps within the flavor of pointless.
1: Also, during this process, Lee has been using words like maths and adverts. So. I've I've
2: noticed it's- I noticed right away that you said maths and that made me happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, were there any other weird things that had to be converted to australianisms?
3: Well, it it it's funny because I've I've only seen the british rendition of pointless. Was <laughs> this sh- was what we did similar to the way that the australian version of pointless works?
2: Ah, there is one thing that I think we both noticed from Ooh, the look is, we're giving yours? each other. Was that in the Australian version, it's actually only a half hour show, so they streamlined it a little bit. There are only three teams.
1: Yes, that is oh. one. Oh. And we had four but podiums. Yeah,
2: yeah, but we're big watchers of the British ones, so that was in no way a surprise. I figured it was just cool. This tournament is so big, it's international. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: there was... Um, the, the one thing that I was kind of not sure about was... Um, the so I didn't know if the prices of the groceries were oh that was so cheap like accurate <laughs> but that's I mean that's pretty standard for American stuff well, I mean I checked the prices well, then, of things. I, don't know. I don't
0: think I've ever bought a single apple
1: um, you, yeah, mean, um yeah peas are not far off if you buy
0: a packet no, of peas, right. right. of, pa- pack of, of, of home peas. brand peas two dollars yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, it was all right i, I again I, I
2: sort of gave it the benefit of the doubts bananas how much were the bananas
1: like 19 cents.
2: Because that was probably way off. We went through a period a few years ago where, because we got cyclones in our banana growing areas, all bananas went super up in price. Oh, wow. So it's, it became, it's probably cheaper now, but it became kind of a running joke in the entire country oh, that bananas, bananas were so expensive that they were like the new currency. You could pay <laughs> wow. for things in bananas.
1: No, bananas are oh, always yeah. super cheap. Like you can get bananas for like a quarter typically here. Um, But then the the other thing was... Um, The idea that the final puzzle being grand, um, that the Mm -hmm. prize for Pointless is a thousand pounds, which is a grand. Yep. So, for us, Uh,
2: it was Mm $2,000. But I understood, and I was full on thinking grand (laughs) thousand the entire time anyway.
1: That's another Lee thing. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was really fun. How it was, about it
2: Marmalade? Like, Marmalade? Ma- Marmalade yeah, we, feels like a very British slash Australian thing.
3: Yeah. No, I'm sure they Marmalade. Marmalade. I just wanted you to fall prey to the jar there, and I knew you would I mean, hook, line, and sinker, so it, it worked out real well. It, it, yeah, it, Billy, it that was your fault. It gave the point was that we jar. could do a little bit of levity in the game as well.
1: Um, we... <laughs> When we talked about the initial, um, like, the use of the word a jar, we were trying to figure out all the ways that someone could break the game. And one of them was, what if they start looking for an actual jar? And so I was like, uh, oh, I got this. Because uh, we had talked about there being a jar of marmalade. And so uh, I was like, all right, if they ask you to look at the marmalade, here we go. Um, it's full of marmalade. <laughs> and, um, just basically, like, a way to kind of distance from that, but still be kind of amusing. Um but also we had a conversation I guess a few weeks ago about the fact that both of us enjoy orange marmalade and no one else we know does.
2: <laughs> Which Orange I, Marmalade's nice. I'm I'm not a fan, but okay. You don't like marmalade oh, at all. Marmalade. No, I don't. So Vegemite on nothing.
1: Oh no.
0: Here's an interesting <laughs> one. Do Americans use marmalade in a wider context than we do? Because for them jam can mean jelly. Typically, like, no.
2: like, does, mar- like, does marmalade mean the same thing? No. Like, I don't
1: know. Like, no. So I feel like there's some... My son explained uh, this yeah, to me just... when he was, like, six. Um, mm. The idea that marmalade comes from fruit peels, whereas jams and jellies come from the fruit themselves, and jam contains the actual fruit, whereas jelly is just the fruit juice.
2: Mm. See, that's interesting, because for us, jelly is utterly unrelated. Jelly is
0: purely just, like, the gelatin dessert. It's of,
1: wobbly
2: gelatin and, stuff. Yeah, like, that's it.
0: There's no fruit spread that anyone would call jelly here. It's huh. just not, just doesn't work. We just, it's just jam. Just got jams and marmalade.
2: Let's not even get into biscuits.
0: Oh, get out of here, biscuits! Half of your biscuits are just bread.
1: <laughs> oh, but they're so. And your fries great. are all
0: just chips.
1: They're not. They're not just bread. I live in the south. <laughs> biscuits are a <our> religion.
2: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't know why we got into this. I feel like we do we I feel and like cookies, we deliberately do this. Cookies. Yeah. We meet all of these people from other countries and antagonize them over their food and words.
1: <laughs> but that's the fun of it. That's why you have friends in other countries. Is so that you can compare the way that you talk and be confused. Oh. And feel superior. As long as as
2: long as you understand that you have an accent. Oh yeah. The amount of like
0: people online who are like, oh, I don't have an accent. Yeah. You know, yes. 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 You do. No. No. I. I don't. Though. I don't have any accent. I'm from California, and I just speak normal.
1: Yeah, that's not like, a thing. Oh, there's ah, no such thing that, as that's a brain normal. exploder. <laughs> um, One
2: of the jokes that a- I
3: have is that um, it sounds like I grew up in the back of a New York City pizza pizzeria, you know. <laughs> and when I was on Jeopardy, I was afraid that I was going to be marked wrong because my accent would be so thick.
2: Ah. Oh that's I mean, if anyone was a going scare. to it would be jeopardy oh uh, what was that there's a pointless one. gangster's we had. paradise oh yes that yes, was that the was problem hilarious. and I we just went oh no we couldn't do that
1: it yeah. sounds the same to us no
0: matter what for us it's always going to be gangster's paradise but they're like oh gangsters paradise oh no it's gangster's paradise okay cool
1: yeah <laughs> i'm always there was a there was, was
0: someone australian one as well where it's like or, or no on, on, on the on English British, one, on they English have pointless. some of them
2: have such heavy accents well, and you know, there's such a variety of accents
0: and, and specifically ones where like their vowels are all different but then they'll say something and they'll be like is it Jean and they're like oh no it's Jane
2: like how do you right. know that's that they was said a thing. it's like no
0: they were saying Jean very clearly they were saying Jean not Jane it's
3: like how can you tell Oh, God. there was a moment that we were trying to do some. uh cockney rhyming in this po- in, in in this uh podcast in, in this uh escape also
1: yeah that was a uh, that was with the applause sign actually i was trying to figure out oh could we do apples and pears and have it be something with cockney ah. rhyming and have them go like look ah, at the stairs in the audience and then we didn't have an r um <laughs> fair enough yeah
0: um oh,
2: that would have that would have been fun I feel like but you would have had a pears. good time Just with that. The old apples and like pears. apples and pears we have we happen to pears. know. Yeah. But if it known. had been something we didn't know, I think that would have made some hilarious <laughs> podcasting. Of all Even of better the thing, like, I
1: feel like that's probably the best known. Or one um, of I'm best.
2: Tom Fool I I think Tom Foolery is the one that I know the best. As jewelry?
0: Yeah, so Tom yeah.
2: is jewellery. So yeah. Tom okay. Yeah, that's the one I know. Oh
0: um what was the one from every guy Richie movie? barney rubble oh
2: yeah a bit of barney. barney so you
0: have barney for trouble oh yeah
2: my brother uh my uh, brother's family his partner is english so they got a big one i don't even know if it came from her initially but if they have to leave they hit the froggen
0: hit the oh, froggen yeah
1: hit the froggen or the
2: frogger yep
0: for uh, road. For the road
2: Hit the frog and just manages to sound so perfectly Australian while being rhyming slang. Um, well, have fun. So, were there anything was there anything that we well want that either we screwed up or two just in general that you found really hard to do in the design process, either of you?
3: It was interesting because I play so many uh, written puzzles that there was a definite difference between something that would work in a podcast setting and something that works in a pen and paper setting. Oh yeah. Mm. And this was kind of a trial by fire. And for the most part, it worked. Uh, I felt that the difficulty was where it needed to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I, on a second thought should have included, a. Rot paper somewhere hidden in the in the room, I think that would have been helpful. And I found something that probably should have been done uh, now that I reflect on it. But
2: that would have helped us. I don't know if other people would have, like, I don't know how much they would have needed or not. It definitely would have, like, shoved it in our faces a bit, as much as we needed to have it shoved but, in our faces. But
3: um, the, the design comes fast and furious at times. Like when I was on a roll, I wrote four or five puzzles in a row and then I would stare at it for two days and not write a single thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, look, to be honest, the idea of writing this collaboratively is already beyond me. I That feels like it would make it so much harder having to have two brains, there, getting things going rather than just one. There was
1: only like one moment when I was just like, I don't even know what's going on. And it was right about the time that Um that Lee started writing the puzzles because I had just started writing the narrative as far as like, okay, well what are like what is Lee doing in Australia? How are we going to get to a studio? And so I had done like the map and I had kind of a little bit of backstory. And then when he started, like, I think it started with the taxi puzzle. And I was going, wait, why would like why would you not know how to get to the studio? Like how how is this gonna how are we working this in? What's happening here? Um, and so, in trying to incorporate the puzzles, I was like, well, now I have to like change some narrative to make this fit. And it was, <laughs> that was kind of the only hang up that I had at any point. And then once we started, um, I guess, God, was that like yesterday that we started actually putting it into the right format? And I was like, oh, I got this. I know how to wow. change <laughs> things now.
3: Well, um, I, had, I, I had begun that on, on Thursday, Friday. Right. Okay,
2: because yeah, I had. See, on, on the plus side, this is a podcast with spy chickens and donkeys at kids' birthday parties. So I feel like the idea of having campy excuses for the puzzles being thrown in
1: <laughs> is more than acceptable. Spy chickens are totally legit. Like, if oh, I don't know. That was one of chicken.
0: our almost one star reviews. Someone listened to that episode as their first episode and they were just like, oh, a chicken couldn't carry an egg and fly at the same time. This whole thing is a betrayal of the listeners believing, like, well, I thought I was going to solve it and that's impossible. It's a terrible show. And then they listened to more and they liked it. So uh, it was just a funny interaction. <laughs> they, 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 they just, just happened really, to be
2: passionate about was, the chicken issue. exactly
0: oh. the wrong episode for them to start with. If they're still listening, I hope they've been enjoying it because they definitely listened to more and went, okay, that makes more sense. But they just really somewhat, there was one person who really took umbrage with with the chicken being part of the, the room. Went, that's impossible. <laughs> The chickens can't do this.
1: The timing on this worked out really interesting because we had started working on it. I'd written a bunch of stuff. And then um, yesterday was my son's ninth birthday and his birthday party. And so I was basically not able to work on this for two straight days because I had to do birthday (laughs) stuff. And so Mm. we really stepped up. And at that point, I was really glad that it was collaborative because he was able to do... Um, some of the fine fine tuning on the puzzles and do play testing with uh, with Alistair and um, it yeah it ended up working out so that I I feel like it it could have been a lot worse
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean true oh another one just like the applause sign puzzle where it's just like wow that just works that's that's kind of a nice bit of serendipity as you say um, The Vend turning into Iraq. I mean, that's going to be I a pretty good one. I was so
3: excited when I found <laughs> it. Uh, That was I... actually me wanting to do a geography puzzle first and f- trying to find a way that I can work a geography puzzle into this without it being anything that involved pre-existing knowledge. And lo and mm. behold, it actually it needed pre-existing knowledge for the rock. <laughs> but um, I sat there and I was typing. I so I have a program on my phone which allows me to uh, type in a word and it tells me rot one, rot two, rot three. So any type of rotation. Oh yeah,
2: I've seen and something. I type that in that. the
3: word. I so I was typing in countries to see if it spelled a word, and I typed in Iraq and it spelled the word Vend. I'm like vending machine we have a puzzle all the <laughs> snacks are going to be rotten it's done it's going to be a great that's puzzle. pretty
2: great that's nice i used that i just eventually went on the internet and had to do that for something oh it's probably the last puzzle hunt that we did Maybe. Where i just went i don't know what this is a cypher for i don't know what it is it's got to be something
1: oh, yeah, just try everything
0: <laughs> yeah oh well wonderful uh-huh. that was that went really well guys thank you for that that was a lot of fun uh, it was well.
2: And thank put together you for on personalizing both. it for us yes, by making was it a pointless nice. one.
3: It was uh, a pleasure. Thank you for having us.
2: <laughs> I have a picture in my notebook of a sad broken piggy bank. Aww. Its leg is broken off and it has a tear under its eye.
1: <laughs> Poor piggy.
2: <laughs> Thirteen coins.
0: Um, <sighs> okay, now uh, people who've listened to you for Descent of the Culladins will know where to find you or your Twitter accounts and i'll have them still linked below um is there anything else you wanted to like spruik to the general public uh
3: n- not really uh I-, I hope everyone is listening to this podcast i'm sure you are at this point in time i hope that at this point in time you've heard <laughs> the very special first episode of this season and hope that we've done a good job of following up the really special episode of the first season
2: Absolutely. I mean, look, having guest people come on, it's not just good for me because it means that I get to be a bit lazier, but it's good for everyone listening to, you know, kind of get out of my puzzles and my style of doing things because everyone has such cool brains and cool puzzles inside them. And that sounds like a stupid thing to say, but it's true. Uh, Like you've done things in this room that I would never have thought of that are super cool. And I'm so glad that everyone's gotten to experience them.
1: We, nice. we broke a lot of stuff in this room, didn't we? That's true. We're we supposed to not break <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> things in escape rooms. I guess that's why it's good that it's not a physical room. Yeah, we broke it's an a audio room. You things. can break whatever you want. <laughs> there were things falling <laughs> from the ceiling. There were s- things getting smashed. Glass
0: and porcelain everywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's a mess. <sighs> do
0: you think piggy makes are called piggy? Do they, they went for pigs because of the porcelain? Having P-O-R-C, kind of porcine, pork, pork, pig. I want to say connection. no, but that's very Why else would you well make them a pig? Google.
2: Why else would you make them a pig if not for porcelain? All right, I'll Google porcelain it. Porcelain is just Latin for pig after this episode life. comes out, I'll put the answer on our Facebook page. Why are they piggy banks? <laughs> oh. Um, thank you, guys, for coming on.
1: Now. Oh, please. I just looked it up. Um, because, because the uh, they were made from, originally made from a type of clay called pig, which is spelled P-Y-G-G, oh. and uh, they called it, the kids called it their pig bank or piggy bank. And uh, then they eventually started shaping them like pigs because of the sound alike.
0: I was well, almost right, but for the wrong words. I
2: was I accidentally Googled why are piggybacks called piggybacks instead of piggy banks. <laughs> oh, and why are they called sure. piggybacks? <laughs> um, well, apparently that... Is, pig sets. It started out as called a pick pack. Oh, a pick pack. Pick is a medieval version of pitch, like to pitch something... Like ah. to sort of lift it and get it raised. So, yeah, apparently it was uh, to pick-pack, meant to ride on someone's shoulders. And, How yeah, fun. again, we just sound hmm. elect.
0: Well, now we all know something new about pigs. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, very thank enjoyable. you so
2: much for letting us play that one. Thanks Had for a having great us. Time. Thanks
1: for letting us make one. That was fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please, if you have more, you're always welcome. All right.
0: Wonderful. Cool. I think that's probably in the airport. Yep,
2: leave it All there. Right. Awesome.